0: So, if you have your Bibles or your phones, uh, turn with me to there, to Luke's Gospel, Chapter 23. But before we go there, um, I want to read a portion of Scripture just to... uh, We're talking about Fight Club, and this is the last Sunday of the church year. The church year begins again next week. With the beginning of Advent, and uh, so next Sunday night, if you have it free, there is the Carol Festival, which will be on uh, next Sunday night. Now, um, I want to set something up here because when I when we go to Luke, um, I want to just set the tone for this. Uh, in Luke, verse uh, in chapter nineteen. Uh, Jesus is on his way into Jerusalem, and um, he, uh, he told his disciples to go get a colt and untie it, and they, were, they found it. They brought it to him, and so they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it, and he rode along, and they spread their cloaks on the road as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, Basically, the whole design of Jesus coming to earth was to do a new thing. The whole point, if we, if we look at some of the prophecies of Isaiah, it said to prepare the road, to make way for the day of the Lord, to make way for the things of God. And basically, Jesus was the sum of that. And so everybody was all enamored the fact that this Messiah who was going to change the world at that particular moment was coming in exactly the way the scripture says he would. He was to come on a colt on a new colt, donkey, coming into Jerusalem. And there was, people were enamored, and there was palm branches. That's where we get Palm Sunday and all that stuff. And so he's riding in. And that was the enamoredness of the of. Culture at that particular moment. It was the summation of all that Jewish people were waiting for this to happen. And the very people who were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, were the same people. Let's go to Luke 23. Just a few chapters over. And we'll start reading at verse 18. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection, started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, But they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to him, what, why, what evil has he done? I have found him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. And he released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder and for they and for whom they asked and he delivered Jesus over to their will And as they led him away, they seized one of Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from the country and laid him on the cross to carry behind Jesus. And there followed a great multitude of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. And they will begin to say to these mountains, fall on us into the hills, cover us, for, they, for these things, when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him, and when they came to the place that is called the skull, they were crucified. they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. One of the criminals who were hanged uh, riled at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, "Do Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you today... You'll be with me in paradise. And now it was the sixth hour, and there were darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour when the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. And now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle when they saw that had taken place return home beating their breasts and all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things let's pray father i thank you lord for your word today and lord i ask that it which it would truly be sharper than any two-edged sword and would really touch and reveal our thoughts our attitudes Lord, that which we've held on to. And Lord, we we just give you permission to speak to our hearts. Lord, to change us, to mold us and make us after your will, after your plan, that Lord, we will be the people of God. Lord, as we've already looked at celebrating and looking at being at at the table of the Lord and remembering what you've done, Lord, we desire to be that, to be that people, to be kingdom people. Lord, we ask that you will minister to our hearts and lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what kind of fight do you have when you fight fire with fire? I don't know about you, but when you're in the midst of the, the conflict, uh, there's something that uh, rises up. And um, you just want to make everything even. I don't know. Um, when I get that way, I, I'm trying really hard to do what is, what is right, what is necessary. And when you're in the midst of a battle, you just want to rise up and go, ugh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just, maybe I'm all by myself in this, but um, what can you do as the people of God in the midst of conflict that fights fire with fire? It says in Hebrews that Jesus is the exact representation of who God is. Read it in the first four verses of Hebrews, chapter 1. Jesus is the exact representation of who God is. So, Jesus reveals exactly what God is like. And he reveals that forgiveness is the most powerful force in the universe. We are left in this world to be ambassadors of Christ's forgiveness. The fire that I want to talk about is that aspect of forgiveness. It's interesting to note that when we read about the two thieves on either side of Jesus, we kind of give one a a fail and won a pass. We say the guy who came to his senses, (laughs) you know, he was a good guy. He was a good robber. I want to tell you that both riled against Jesus. Both in Mark and in Matthew, it says that the thieves riled against Jesus. One just came to his senses and saw... What Jesus was putting out. You have to understand that in the midst of a world in which we live in, where up is down, down is up, and life seems to be, we flow in a paradigm that culture is flowing. You have to understand that back then culture was flowing and they were waiting for the Messiah to come and to rescue them from the evil ones of Rome. He, they were going to set, this guy was going to set everything back into the way it was supposed to be. And they were celebrating that fact. But within a, within a few days, they want to crucify him. It's not too unlike... The world which we live now. (laughs) The very people we set up on a pedestal that are going to leave us and deliver us end up being the very scapegoats we hang out to dry and say, they're the scum of the earth. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being put on a yo-yo string and being a yo-yo. Up one minute, down the next. Up one minute, down the next. This person's going to save me. No, they're not. This person's going to do it. No, they're not. This person's going to do it. No, they're not. I don't know about you, but I get tired of living that way. And when I go through my own situations, my own circumstances, and I'm feeling like I am a yo-yo, I have to be able to ultimately remember that I am left in this world to be an ambassador of Christ's forgiveness. Because the funny thing is, if you don't get off of that yo-yo string, you continue to hold on to this, per- this person's offense, that person's offense, that thing that's done to me, this thing is done to me, and you're, trying, you're left to figure it out. This means that we do not face conflicts in order to win. We face conflicts so that, like Christ, we can forgive. I want to tell you, it is so easy to begin to list all the things that you are justifiably right to hold someone to account for. But that same list will end up causing you to not be as free as you want to be. Because the very thing you are asking for people to be an account for brings you under that same judgment Jesus said if you forgive sins I will forgive sins it's in John you see we face conflicts you see God doesn't want Christ's forgiveness to come from history he wants it to come from your voice I'm going to just let that kind of sink in. It's got to go from here and go voice, history, of voice, history, of voice, history, of voice. voice. Gotcha. Sometimes we get to say, I forgive you. Sometimes we get to say, You are forgiven. It means you didn't harm me personally, but I'm telling you that God does not hold your sins against you. And often we get to be the first to say, please forgive me. It says that they cast his, his garments, they cast lots for his garments, and the people stood by watching and scoffing. You see, most of the world believes God cannot be truly forgiving. They believe in a God if he judges and destroys them for the sins they've committed. But if Jesus just hangs there and takes the blow, he must be judged by God. But... Jesus does demonstrate the judgment of God. His judgment is that the forgiving Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. What this means is that there's no greater power than forgiveness. It is perhaps our highest calling as Christians. There is an interesting story of two Buddhist monks. They um, they were they came to uh, they were traveling together and they came to a strong river with uh, came to a river with a strong current. And as the monks were preparing to cross the river, they saw a woman also attempting to cross and she asked if they could help her. The two monks glanced at each other because they had taken vows not to touch a woman. Then, without a word, the older monk picked up the woman and carried her across the river, placed her gently on the other side, and continued on his journey. Two more hours passed, then three, and finally the younger monk Could not contain himself any longer, and he blurted out, As monks, we are not permitted a woman. How could you then carry that woman, to touch a woman? How could you then carry that woman on your shoulders? And the older monk looked at him and replied, Brother, I set her down on the other side of the river. Why are you still carrying her? As people of God, I think it goes, if we, if the understanding that forgiveness is one of the powerfulest forces that we have as Christians to release on this earth, why are we still carrying stuff? But you don't know what he's done to me. Or you don't know what she's done to me. Or you don't know what my boss has said. No, I don't. No, I don't. And there's a lot of things in this life that is cruel and, quite frankly, wrong. I'm not denying that people... Have to face the consequences of their choices. And here and here we go. I'm I'm not even anywhere on my notes, so let's just <laughs> let's just go for it. Um, sometimes we think that our choices are all to ourselves, and they really have no consequences with them. But yes, they do. You may think that you choose for you and you alone but when you choose there are effects that affect other people just saying why is that realization is that when i do something wrong to someone else my actions have hurt that person and have hurt other people. The same token is when I choose, when I have been wronged and I choose not to forgive, it not only hurts me, it places me in a prison, the Bible says. It places me in a place where I am bound. It, not, it affects my reality. It affects everything of what I perceive, what I do. And sometimes we, as Christians, we are so desiring. We we talk forgiveness, but when it comes to practice, it's it's sometimes very difficult to do. It is. The kingdom of God is in conflict with the kingdom of this world because ours is the only world built on mercy and forgiveness. Which rules do we play by? Do we play by the role of the world or do we play by the rules of the kingdom? When I talk about forgiveness, stats are that I will have X amount of counseling appointments after today. Other kingdoms are built on retribution and condemnation. Everyone receives the due due reward of their deeds, just like the two thieves. But Jesus invites us to his paradise, and that is heaven on earth. That's what he did when he said, Today you will be with me in paradise. Why? Because even though he did nothing wrong, he did not retaliate. Instead, Jesus simply forgave us all. Romans chapter 12, verses 14 to 21. If you, I'm going to read them. You can join with me if you'd like. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For for by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is how God avenges evil. He absorbs it and forgives it. The world's evils today are great, and they feel like they can defeat us. And there are people we don't feel like forgiving. And there are some evil things that, that we're not capable. There are even evil things that we feel we're incapable of forgiving. But God teaches us how to forgive so that we can overcome evil. Evil is defeated through forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a temporary measure. Forgiveness is not weak. Forgiveness stops the cycle of evil in its tracks. Forgiveness tortures evil in a way that retribution never can. But you don't know what I've faced. No, I haven't. And some things that have been done to us have been, in this room, could have been horrendous. And I take, and I am sorry that you went through all of that. But like I said last week, God keeps good books. It says that vengeance is his. And the way to defeat evil is by being the very essence of who Jesus was on the cross and to forgive those that have done evil to us. Does that mean that you forget? No. Does that mean that you just ignore? No. It's a choice of which you have given as a grace to someone else and saying, I no longer hold you accountable for what you have done. I give that to someone else. In a world today that is so hell-bent, I will use that, Mm -hmm. on making people pay. I don't think there is... Our whole society desires... For that payment to take place, we raise up and we establish scapegoats that will take all of the injustice and all the things that have done and made made them the place. We we sometimes have done crucifixion over and over again because we have created people that will take all of the stuff over and become scapegoats. They take the sin. This, if this message was easy, <laughs> uh, the getting into the ring is going to be a little bit more difficult. I, I, I want to, to portray that in the, in the ways of the kingdom, we have to recognize what is culture and what is kingdom. God wants to minister to the pain that things have caused you. He also wants to deliver you from the bondages that unforgiveness can bring. Guess what? Forgiveness sometimes is like an onion. It, there's a layer you forgive, and then you have to forgive again, and then you forgive again, and then you forgive again, and then you forgive again, and, you, forgive again. and you wonder <laughs> how many times you have to forgive. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that uh, you know. I, I, people have wronged me, and you see them coming. Like you, you see them drive by. And you know that because I'm the pastor, I better wave. Because <laughs> they've got to be friendly. <laughs> got to know that they're forgiven. <laughs> but deep down inside, you're going, I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to wave. I want them to die. <laughs> I want them to feel torture, pain. But deep down in every one of our hearts, if we follow that thinking all the way through, we end up putting ourselves in the very same pain. Because we don't want that ultimately for their lives because we see the choice that they made. They messed up on having a good friend. They hurt, but they must be pretty much in pain for what they've done. So when it comes down to getting into the ring, the question is, who do you and I need to forgive? If there are things that you continually face, you feel like you're going around the mountain over and over and over and over and over again, and it points back to some instance in your life, God will be very particular and will bring you to the place of that need for forgiveness. Who do you need to forgive? Who in your life, secondly, needs forgiveness, even if they haven't wronged you personally? And three, are you living in relationships of retribution and condemnation where everyone gets what they deserve? Or are you living in a land of forgiveness? There's something about forgiveness that brings the fresh move of the Holy Spirit that allows the movement of God to flow and to be in far reaches of healing and wholeness that you and I will never see unless we let it it go. Sorry for... I just made a mention of Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> I, I made a commitment once I was not going to say those, those that line for at least three years. Now they're bringing another movie, and I hope it's I'll be able to let it go. <laughs> Church, it is a natural reaction to hold people account for. Th- Injustice and things that have hurt you. It's a normal reaction. But at some point in time, you and I, and as we walk in the value and in the power of what Jesus has done for us, we have to be able to release it to each other. To those that are closest to us, to those that are in our church family, and ultimately to the, those we rub in contact with all the time. There are times that I have had to literally, sometimes hourly, forgive people. Sometimes it's monthly. And no, I don't keep track On my calendar. But there's something that happens that quickens the mind and it allows you to remember and you go, oh, that hurt. The choice of a kingdom person is what do we dwell on? Do we dwell in the forgiveness that Jesus gives or in the condemnation that we hold people in? And sometimes the very miracles that we are desiring for in our world today, in your particular world, needs the first step of forgiveness. I don't know what or whom or circumstance that has caused pain in your life, but it's time to let it go. I said it again. It's time to bring it to the altar and bring it to the cross and let Jesus take care of it. Because the people that, the only person that experienced heaven on earth was the guy who realized Jesus could bring forgiveness. He experienced the very thing that we have all designed and desire for is for heaven to flood earth. comes with our desire and our, not our, I guess that the point of the desire part is a choice. Really the choice is saying, yes, I will choose to forgive and I will continue to bring all that I feel and all the things that have wronged me to the cross. The choice to hold things in account and to be justified in holding people at arm's length is is a dichotomy that you and I cannot live with for the rest of our lives. Just saying. What fire are you fighting with? Church, I really believe that that there is there is a groaning that's taking place in the world today, the revelation of the sons and daughters of God. It's not who's going to get their voice heard in Ottawa or Washington. The voice, the groanings of the sons and daughters of God is those that are walking in kingdom values. In a world where things are always, we seem to roll in culture and debate portray the culture's values we have to understand that not everything that's taking place all around us is kingdom people are hurting and sometimes in their hurt they make actions and cause themselves to sin and they cause consequences that you and I hurt because of And the action is, Jesus is just saying, you know what? I've died on a cross for all sins, for your sins, and for those that have hurt you. Are you ready to let go? The ultimate winner in a fight club are those that walk in the value of the kingdom. It's funny, I as a as a minister of the gospel for so long, I am dealing with people you can recognize things in people's lives long before they even say anything. And as a leader in this community and in this church, I would love to be able to say, I have been successful in the area of forgiveness. But it's one of those things that I choose to do, even when my feelings are saying different. People of the kingdom walk in values of the kingdom, even in contrary to feelings. It's like building a house. You can't build a house just because you feel like you build a house. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to create forms, right? Those forms are what holds the concrete down to build the foundation of a good, solid house. That form isn't the real McCoy. It is a form. Why? Because that's how you you create a foundation. You need a form in order to fill it with the concrete so that there's a solid foundation. In your lives... In my life, we have to create forms in order for the Holy Spirit concrete to fill in and build solid foundations in our lives and to walk as Jesus would walk. Church, as we begin a new church year, let's remember the power of forgiveness. The people who have hurt us or that are in the very bondage of sin. Are going to need a safe place to land. Maybe it's time we practice forgiveness now. Wait, here. Maybe if we practice that forgiveness now, there'd be a place for them to come, a family that they could heal receive be healed set free delivered and once again walking in the kingdom